I've mentioned walking. Uh, just give you five minutes or so to um, present oh, my uh, my way of walking, walking meditation. Uh, so a lot of my practice is based on whole body rather than particular points of the body. My sense is that when the body is whole, it's able to unravel its tangles rather than if it's we're only focusing on one particular point. So you can imagine the body like a web of energies, yeah? So if you go to the wholeness of the web and slightly extend it, it's liable that by that fact alone, just by extending, a lot of the dents and creases will naturally pop out and the bits of grit will just fall off just because you've extended the web of energy. Now, if I only focus on one part of my body, maybe places that are twisted in other parts of the web won't really get much attention. So I'll be focusing on, say, my, my feet. And meanwhile, my chest is getting very rigid. Or my face is getting rather rigid. But I keep focusing on my feet when I'm walking. Well, you know, you haven't, you haven't done anything to the area that really needs it. And how the body itself, when it feels its wholeness, it becomes much more balanced and relaxed than if we direct it to a particular part. Now, we don't really exactly know where the releases may be needed, but if you keep your whole body present in what you're doing, the body itself knows. You must remember your body is an intelligent system. It's not just a lump of meat. It's an intelligent, receptive, sensitive system. So if you keep it open, you don't have to figure it out. Just keep it open. You may, oh, is that is my shoulder? Oi, well, that just dropped. How did that happen? Well, the body felt that and sensed that and was able to release it. This is the kind of things that can occur. We should not try to release anything. Because if you try to release, again, you're putting in pressure. You should support and invite release by all means, but you can't try to release. It's it's a contradiction. But so so if we do walking meditation, for example, set up a model whereby, as we're sitting, you get the sense of the upright feature of the body, which is you know from the soles of your feet up through your pelvis, your sacrum, up your spine. That's that's the easiest access to the upright uh, body. Upright energy of the body is through the bone. Come back up and you have the whole thing there. And then the lateral, your shoulders and your hips. So you've got a frame. You've got a frame with these two cross beams and an up beam. Now imagine... The tissues of your body are spread across that frame, which they are. So your shoulders, your chest, lower back, belly, all being just spread across that frame. Hold it open. Keep it open. Not pressurised open, but lightly open. Open between the arms and the chest, for example, just a little. Um, 
So now you have a, a fundamental model. You can even do just through standing like that. Uh, and seeing what happens. With walking, though, you're, you're, you're actually engaging the experience of movement, which can be repeated and it's, it's sinuous and it's subtle and it's swinging and it's got a lovely uh, soothing quality to it. Movement. Movement in walking comes from the hips, hips and lower back. That's what gets the body moving. It's this slight swing that helps the legs to lift one at a time and negotiates the shifting of pressure from one leg to the other. So walking begins in the pelvis as it connects to the lower back. That's where it starts, not in the knees or the feet. It starts right there. So that's what lifts the leg and swings it forward. Let the leg come down. Does that. So now with that, we if we stay open and keep the whole body in mind, you can notice that your chest, as your waist flexes, then your shoulders slightly counter swing. So, for example, if your right leg is, is swinging forward, your right shoulder slightly tilts back in order to counterweight the movement of the leg so you don't plunge forward. So it acts as a counterweight so that you don't lunge forward. You can hold your body and let the leg come down. So this swing ripples through the entire torso. This is a very comfortable feeling. That's comforting. And of course, with this kind of walking, there's no emphasis to go forward. Forward happens. Whereas in our normal walking, street walking, all the emphasis is on going forward, generally as quickly as possible. So it's a very narrow driven state with an end point in mind, which is somewhere in the future and in front of you. In walking meditation, there's no future. That's because there's nowhere to go. Uh, in front of you is like maybe an inch or two in front of you. That's as far as you need to go. So the sense then is of walking as if you're walking through this warm mist, feeling it with your skin. So you lead with your skin rather than your eyes. Just imagine you've got your skin stretched over this frame and you're feeling as you move along, you're feeling the air touching your skin. That's, what it, that's what's happening, actually. Right? You are walking through a warm mist, it's called air. And your skin receives it. And you open your skin to that. It's nothing special about that quality, except the openness is special. The non-going forward is special. Yeah. The sensitivity is special. And that's the essence of meditative practice. It's not the content that counts, it's the container. How steady, open, attuned is that container? That's the receptive. Content comes and goes. 
It's not important. Container, vital. Walking meditation. <laughs>